This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Ola Banji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Olavanji. Hi, I'm Liki. How are you, Olavanji? I'm great. How are you? I'm very fine. I've told you I did um, workshops on plastics the other day, and I keep talking about this all the time because I find it so fascinating. I had this conversation with someone at the workshop about running shoes because I'm a runner, and I know that I need to change my shoes every couple of months. There's a like you know a certain kind of mileage, but I don't go by this because I think it's a marketing thing to make you buy uh, <laughs> to make you buy more shoes. I, so after a while, I know that I need to change my running shoes because the sole is um, is completely used. Yeah. And um, so I was telling this person at the workshop that yeah, see that's a lot of shoes to recycle. But then he said, yeah, why don't you look a little bit closer at your shoes? And think of, of the soles and they're used. And what happened to the soles of your shoes when they're used is because of the friction. So it creates very, very small parts of plastics. Mm. And then what happened to these plastics? These pieces of microplastics. It gets washed down the road and it ends up in the oceans. Yeah, that's fascinating. I've never thought of it. Yeah, yeah, because and, and it makes total sense, right? Because like, where does all the plastic go? And most shoes, the sole of most shoes are made from plastic. Where does all the tires also go? Because yes, all tires are made of plastic. Even the car company tells you to change a tire after a period of time. And in some parts of the world, people don't even obey that as much as they should. But like, where does all that plastic go? It's actually it's fascinating because then the rain comes, like you like you said, and then. It washes them down from the road and, and they end up in the ocean and causing like, how many percent did you say? Well, I, yeah, I, I got this number, which is, I don't even have words for that. It's that 28% of microplastics in the ocean comes from tire. Tires. Tires, yeah, tires. So cars. Wow. 28% of microplastics in the ocean. That's interesting. Yeah, you know that, you know, I don't drive, so I don't know, but you probably know better than me um, that tires, um, there's friction. When you use a car, there's friction on the tire, and it loses yeah. 10% of this weight before people change it. So just imagine 10% of the weight of your tires goes into waterways and then eventually in oceans in microplastics. Wow. That's fascinating and quite interesting. But but what can we do about that? Is there maybe we should stop driving altogether? No, 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 no. Well, well, that's. But, but but what can what can we do? Yeah, what can we do? What can we do? Just wait. 
Okay, maybe before we talk about solutions, uh, I, I have some more bad news about tires. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I'm looking at my notes, and uh, actually, I realized that there's some more bad news about tires. Um, the bad news is that tires are very difficult to recycle uh, as plastics mm. because not all plastics can be recycled. And uh, so we yeah. cannot use the used tires to make new tires. That's basically the thing. Mm. Every year, there's 1.5 billion tires are discarded in the world. Every year. Hold on, say that again. 1.5 billion. 1.5 billion tires are discarded. Every year. But wow, we need to find ways to reuse the tires. One of the way of using tires is to uh, recycle them and make them playgrounds. Like you know, I don't know if you've uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's uh, they use a kind of um, on playgrounds. They have a they put a very special thing on the on the ground for kids not to when they fall not to hurt too badly. So there's one way of recycling. Yeah. But not everybody does that. They also use tires for training, military training. Mm. And then there's this thing in Nigeria. I don't know if other parts of the world do it, but they call it tire nature. So it's gotten from the word furniture. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so instead of furniture, they call it tire nature. So they make seats and living room decoration and stools and a lot, lots of nice stuff with, with tires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what can we do? That's the that's the question. What can we do? Yeah, what what can we do? And and at the end of that still have all the tires. A lot of that remain unused or discarded wrongly. Yeah. So maybe one way of reducing the number of tires that are discarded or used tire is to use less cars. Yeah. yeah and walk more. Yeah, less cars, walk more. And and you know even the bicycles are not exempted from from this because because we say oh don't drive your car use a bicycle there's this interesting thing that happened in zimbabwe i was a part of Uh, i think it was partly sponsored by the un as well but it was a hiking day biking and hiking day and that day everybody didn't drive a car everybody didn't enter a bus everybody either walked to work to the market to wherever they were going or took a bike like a bicycle Mm. Um, but in this case, bicycles have tires as well. So although there's no emission, there's still a degree of bad stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll just walk and then, but well, <laughs> but if we walk, we also wear shoes when we walk, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> um, maybe share uh, your carpooling. That's yeah. a way of reducing the car usage. And then I'm just ringing about it, and uh, it's probably you, there's a way you can at the at the city level is that there's a way of building roads that can um, like filter the the microplastic um, before the the water goes into waterways. It's to have a better oh, filtering system. So then uh, yeah. that would be yeah. probably be the most efficient thing to do because that way it takes into account every other. Yeah. Event and protects the the waters from from that. That's actually really good. Yeah. So I think it's it's important to understand this because um, sometimes I don't know for you, but usually here when there's some building project or road renovation mm. project, this kind of thing, there's a consultation of the people or 
because you know we're part of the project and so we can take part into this kind of um, discussions and say which material is better and i think that this kind of knowledge understanding the impact of tires on the yeah. road and how what the solutions are i think those are very very important things you know, yeah. Even, yeah. I totally agree with you. So what can I do today to change things? I'm going, actually, currently I'm looking at new running shoes for my next pair of running shoes. I'm going to buy a pair of running shoes that is, the, which soles is made of natural mm. rubber, which is, mm. I think it's still be used. So it will still be small parts, but it will be less polluting. Yeah. Actually, I've tried those, this kind of shoes a few years ago, but it didn't feel right for running. So I didn't buy them. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, apparently they have um, advanced the, 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 you know, the, the way of making it. So it's apparently. It's, yeah, it's evolved. Has evolved in a better way for mm. runners. So uh, this is I mean, my plans for, uh, for my next pair of running shoes to get natural rubber running shoes. But I don't think you can get that for tires. <laughs> no, no, you can't. <laughs> I, for, for me, I'm, I'm actually leaning towards the part where a filtering system can be created mm. so that that can greatly reduce the amount of microplastics that go into the ocean. And it doesn't only reduce it for tires and shoes. It also does for many other particles that we probably haven't even discovered, right? Because with a filtering mm. system, then we can altogether reduce the amount of microplastics that go into the ocean so that's like the big win that we probably need to look forward to as we keep trying out the small wins as well mm, good it's been an interesting conversation <laughs> yes yes and, and thanks very for, interesting thanks for thanks for bringing this out because i would never have thought about it me neither i didn't know about it yeah okay all right we'll see you <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Liki. Hi, I'm Olabanji. How are you doing, Olabanji? I'm great. How are you doing? Great. You were telling me something absolutely fantastic and fascinating. Please. <laughs> Tell me that again, this news, um, this piece of news again. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I mean, the New Zealand government proposes taxing cow burps, pee, um, farts, you know, to tackle climate change. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, because we know that cows uh, burps and falls contributes highly to mm -hmm. uh, climate change because of of um, of methane is that yeah. is that the type of gas mm. yeah that's it it's methane and so they're going to tax the the burps the poos and urine and they're trying to tackle that <laughs> of, of the cows <laughs> okay so since I heard the news um, I've, I've been laughing a lot but it's just you know when you look at a place like New Zealand they have a, approximately 10 million beef and dairy cattle I think that there are more uh, ships than human beings in New Zealand is that is that correct yeah and and guess how many sheep 26 mm -hmm. million sheep and so we're looking at about 23 million beef producing animal that are probably going to start getting taxed by the New Zealand government. 
how are they going to do it? That's the question. How they are going to measure how much cows, farts, and burps? That's- yeah, and and they say that they are going to be proposing tax on farms that rear this cattle. This is quite interesting. I think, first of all, most importantly for me, it highlights that a cattle of 36 million is a lot. That's a lot of methane, and it costs more than most people are paying. But I don't know if we've been saying that we need systemic change, right? Mm. Um, to be able to handle these kinds of things. Well, I guess this is an introduction to systemic change. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but how are they going to do it? That's that's the question. Uh, well, I don't know. According to the news, the, the government says that it might actually be the first government to propose tax on farms. It says that like New Zealand farmers and probably federated farmers. I don't know. There's a lot of controversy going on right now with this, but I, I think it's a start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, you know, that reminds me of uh, something that, you know, in Paris, we have a lot of cafes, mm. and uh, we love to sit outside, even in winters. And we are able to do that because there used to be you know, heaters outside mm. in winter, mm. which is a little bit crazy when you come in to think about it, because um, because it's a it's not very efficient mm. use of of the space. Uh, so there's yeah. a law that has been, that um, forbid cafes to have outdoor settings in winter and have the heaters so there's a law that forbids that but then Mm. the problem is that uh, a lot of cafes don't respect that part of the law the law yeah and so i've heard something crazy uh because the law is supposed Mm. to change the system but then the mayor in paris has proposed a tax because nobody uh, respect that law so so the mayor think okay if nobody respect the law then maybe you should tax it so you know it's Mm. again it seems that yeah we need systemic change maybe we say we can think of oh we should stop eating meat or produce less meat but then the industry keeps on producing a lot of meat and cows and then uh, so it seems yeah maybe it's a good way of doing it yeah maybe it's a start and that's an interesting story that you just told because if there's a law that says hey don't do this and the cafes keep doing it then there has to be another way for the farmers in what most organizations are speculating in new zealand is that this will result in more trees replacing farms so instead of rearing cattle then they, they probably are going to start planting you know, crops rather than cattle in, well, for, for the most part of it, that's still, still rumor of some sort. There's even a, a lobby group. I heard uh, that the Federated Farmers President has also been attempting to work with the government. And this has been going on for probably like two years now on how to reduce emissions without decreasing food production. But that also brings another question, right? Like, how do you reduce emissions without decreasing food production? And what do we mean when we say food production? Are we saying meat production? Because how do we do that? For the most part, for me, I think this is a start. If the farms are taxed, I'm not saying it's the best way out, but maybe it's actually not impossible to have systemic change happen. No, if the farmers are taxed, they're going to apply the increase of cost in the prices, then the meat probably should be more expensive for end consumers. 
which is a good thing. Yeah, because they, the demand will reduce to decrease yeah. when the price is higher. Yeah, that makes total sense in that case. So yeah, we're taxing burps and mm. <laughs> and farts and pee. <laughs> <laughs> of the cows. I mean, I I saw it on some some comedian made a skit about it, and uh, and it was really funny. Yeah, there's like skit everywhere going on, right? Like, oh really? <laughs> like the we're still traveling, flying. Like, why do the cows get to pay for <laughs> their contribution to climate change when nobody else is being taxed for, <laughs> you know, for many other reasons? Like, why do we get to pay first? But Anyway, that's what's on the news. Um, New Zealand is attempting to tax mm. cows. Well, let's let's just say farms in in this case that that rare cows. So systemic change is possible, and we're we're looking forward to more of that. Not more of taxing cows, but more of systemic change, and that helps us get to where we need to be faster. So thank you. Okay, thank you. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again, as together we can change the world.